ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever that eventually decided to come back, and here we are yet again. Ooh, I'm liking the trend that's going on here, everybody. I'm joined once again by Matt Smith. Just put your shoes on. Put my shoes on, but I get my dancing shoes on right now. And uh, But I do like how uh, we also put on not only shoes, but our socks as well, because that's important. Really <laughs> only when we find dead cats, though. Indeed. Uh, so this is kind of a this is a bittersweet episode in a way because uh, today we're going to be honoring one late great Stuart Gordon. Uh, Stuart Gordon uh, d- took the right decision, and uh, during all these troubled times, he checked out. He was a smart guy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's the extremely cynical way to look at it. Uh, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, he he was not that old. No better uh, time to dip than now. Good on you, Stuart Gordon. But look, if I, if I had my druthers, <laughs> I'd be making some choices uh, in my 70s about right now, too. So, <laughs> But we we want to look back uh, with, with a smile on our face. And uh, honestly, let's talk. We're going to talk about his first film today. The one that kind of knocked Fortress. it out. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not talking about Fortune. No, we're talking Reanimator from 1985. Man, we 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 talked about it on the on the last show, talking about uh, Invisible Man and that low seven million dollar budget. Uh, Stuart Gordon didn't have a whole heck of a lot of money for this bad boy back in 1985. This sucker cost around what was it? Is it seven nine hundred thousand dollars? Something like along those lines. Yeah, it's yeah, about nine hundred thousand dollars. It's pretty low. Budget. Yeah. And uh, but he'd come from a background working in uh, a whole bunch of theater in Chicago and whatnot. And uh, the producer of this kind of met up with him, saw a little bit of what he had going down, and it's like, hey, I think this guy would be good. And uh, he, I tell you, for for your first big movie and everything, not too shabby. Uh, no, it, it is in fact great. Uh, to give you a little idea, though, uh, we, we like to do it around here because it's fun. Get you in the in the mood a little bit. Here's the trailer for Reanimator. Once it gets past the little warning sign, I should have looked at that ahead of time. But hey, it nah, wouldn't no, be no, me if I didn't do vamp, that, right? Vamp, 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 vamp. Uh, this is brought to you That's from Empire International. Here it is. Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such drivel? These people are here to learn, and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What are He's you? brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the six to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. I but lately they're getting out of hand. And he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? You? 15 cc's of reagent being administered. Once you wake up the dead, you've got a real mess on your hands. Dead? Not anymore. Herbert West brought a lot of dead people back to life. And not one of them showed any appreciation. (laughs) 
H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. Mr. West. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job in a sideshow. It will scare you to pieces. All righty, that was the trailer for Reanimator from 1985, directed by Stuart Gordon, starring Jeffrey Combs, Bruce Abbott, Barbara Crampton, David Gale, and more. Uh, my guess is is you probably saw this at a very young age and all the time. Am I wrong? You are wrong. This oh. is actually one of those movies I came to extremely late, given uh, how much horror I'd seen by the time I saw it. Interesting. Uh, I didn't see this movie until... Uh, I think like late in high school, like junior year of high school, I think. So yeah, I, I I had not seen it uh, until probably. I, I don't think I really got into horror movies proper. Like I'd kind of thrown away the genre itself uh, for so many uh-huh. years as something that was kind of, you know, lowbrow and not worth my time or anything. Kind of very, very film snobbish bullcrap. And then like one day when I was like 17, 18, 19, that's when things started to kick in. And I was like, oh. Oh, I see what all of this stuff is. And uh, Reanimator was definitely one of those that, like, you'd always seen that amazingly awesome poster. And I think that's one of the great parts about this movie is all of its design. Is that it looks, it's such a very iconic looking film that you, you didn't see, not everything looks like this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those movies that kind of, you know, there was, there were a few in the mid 80s. Uh, horror films where really it was kind of all about the design. Uh, so there it was gore effects were the big draw, but you know, the reason that he can get this thing made for 900 grand is, uh, it looks pretty good, but there's like a really inventive use of color and, uh, different colored gels for a lot of different scenes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, I don't know, man. It it, it 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 has a very distinct flavor visually. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. like in just the iconic green color of the uh, the serum that you know he's pumping mm-hmm. into all the dead bodies and stuff to reanimate them. Uh, it's it, it's just it's classic, and that's I, I think it was such an amazingly smart move to like, hey, let's have this day glow green color. And uh, it kind of it helps set the movie apart in a in a in a weird way that's just from visual. And then when you've got like the opening, which is um, you know title sequence and everything, that's very mm-hmm. Saul Bassian kind of look to it in a way. Followed up with a very Bernard Herrmann esque score uh, from uh, Charles Band. Which one is it? I forget which band is which. Yeah, I, I forget too. But yes, the the son the son of the guy who ran like yeah you know the uh, what's it called there all the I can't remember things today. <laughs> I'll look up. Hold on. Richard Band is the, is the uh, Richard Band's a, yeah that's the big one. Uh, but to me, that's what kind of let, let you know held into this, made it like really cool and iconic was the look of everything, the sound of this stuff, and it was because I think Stuart Gordon, when he came from the world of you know stage performances and stuff like that, did a lot of plays. Uh, all this entire cast had like I think a month to rehearse everything. So when uh-huh. everyone came into this, everyone was well worked. They knew their parts. They knew exactly what they were doing, and it. It didn't feel like it was coming from somebody who was coming into a filmmaking for the very first time, trying to learn everything. 
he had stuff you know set up and knew what he was doing when he was going in. And I think that's why this movie is as strong as it is, is because of that kind of work ethic and preparedness. Yeah, I think that's uh, certainly true. It's also like, you know, uh, you talked a little bit about just how much lead time the cast had, but like it is a very strong cast uh, led by Jeffrey uh, Combs in maybe his most iconic performance, um, but certainly like not his only uh, crazy ass one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where, you know, he, he developed kind of this on-screen perform performance style. That's a little over the top. It's more sinister than Bruce Campbell and the evil dead movies, but kind of stylistically similar, mm -hmm. uh, kind of this elevated uh, theatricality to it. Um which was also sort of big in the mid eighties, uh, speaking of evil dead and evil dead Two, Um, and, uh, just Jeffrey Combs is like a, like really an, an underrated performer, I think, but he also came out of uh, theater. Um, and yeah, I think there was a, there was a big affinity, uh, among the cast for doing this type of production so that by the time they actually got going on it, it all kind of just came together. Really. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like it was shot for, for $900,000 in 18 days. Uh, like, that's an insane no. amount of, you know, of work to be done. And it doesn't look like anything is being, you know, short-shrifted. The special effects are fantastic. Some of the gore and stuff is just classically good i mean if you're if if you're into that kind of stuff there's yeah, plenty here for you you love this movie already like it's so much fun and uh David Gale is just kind of like speaking like he is the the secondary to Jeffrey Combs, which is hilarious really because Bruce Abbott is technically the star of this film uh yeah, but <laughs> but you know you you don't give two craps about him because these two other guys are just so big and animated and over the top that you can't help but love them, and and I will say this and maybe uh, I I'd seen Reanimator beforehand, but after uh two thousand whatever it was it was two thousand two thousand three I I forget two thousand three ish I think what or two thousand four uh David Gale looks exactly like um. Uh, what, what watermelon head? What's it? John Kerry. <laughs> John Kerry, yeah. He looks exactly like John Kerry. You cannot watch this that's movie been, now. It's very similar. And because yeah. th they have that same kind of face that's just that uh, hair color and everything. It's just it's very John Kerry esque. But he is so good in this. He is just chewing on this scenery. And for somebody who feels like he could be one of those very serious sort of actors, to have him lean in for this performance and just give it 110% is just glorious. Yeah. Well, he, and he's like a big, uh, stage actor as well. Um, like, like that was his background, uh, in New York, uh, in the late fifties apparently. Um, but he, he also had like a very strong theatrical background. So he really does like, lean into it and chew up scenery when it's appropriate, which for him is sometimes literal. Uh, <laughs> yes. In this movie. Um, and it, as a guy who is for the most of his screen time, uh, per giving a performance as a, as a disembodied head, uh, is really great, uh, acting. Oh yeah. It, it, 
I, I, I couldn't understand. I, I couldn't get my head around it. Meh. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's where <laughs> my brain went. Uh, I, 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 I don't like me either, okay? <laughs> but I, it's there's so much work to be done, and it's something that could be just real throwaway and not care and just... But it's not. It's not because you feel like everyone is in on this 100%. Uh, Barbara Crampton, this is kind of her first big role in stuff as well, and she would obviously go on to be in, what, a gajillion things, it feels like. Uh, yeah, a billion things in, in horror in the 80s and early 90s. And, of course, uh, even today. I mean, yeah, she's, she's had like a, a late career ramp, uh, ramp up again with things like You're Next. And uh, what was that other one with uh, Larry What's-His-Nut? <laughs> Larry, what's his name? Oh, fuck, I can't think of it. I'll look it up, but uh, it was well, good. she's been in a bunch of stuff. She was in Lords of Salem, right? She was in, uh, uh, what the hell, Beyond the Gates, uh, that movie. I don't know if you saw that. Um, she was in a season of uh, Channel Zero. Maybe I'm thinking um, Beyond the Gates. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, we are still here. That's yeah. the one I was actually thinking of. There, there it is. I knew it was. I knew it was oh, one yeah, of those like kind of movie too. That yeah, that I was good about that one all the time. But I do like that a lot. Uh, Larry Fessenden. That's the one I was thinking. That's Larry. What's yes. his nut? <laughs> Larry, what's his nut? If you'd said Larry, the guy that makes every horror movie, uh, <laughs> I would have understood. Do you what have? You were talking about. Do, do, do you have a hundred and fifty dollars, a ham sandwich, and a Hawaiian punch? Guess what? Larry Fessenden will show up to your movie. <laughs> And you, you know what? He'll guy, fucking man. kill it too every time. Yeah, yeah, damn well. He's we'll, so good. Uh, you know, uh, fucking love Larry Fassen. Anyway, let's let's. Uh, uh, but yeah, the the movie yeah. is it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, one interesting thing that I that I you know kind of heard rewatching because I, I this is it's available on Shutter right now, and if you want to see it with the uh, Joe Bob Briggs stuff, it's available with that a little fun mm-hmm. commentary uh, there as well. Uh, kind of interstitials in between the. Uh, different scenes of the movie and whatnot. And something that I didn't realize is that there's not a single exterior shot in this entire film. No. Not a money. one. That's insane. Yeah, well, it, like, going outside costs money. You yeah. have to, like, adjust camera shutter speeds and things. <laughs> Wait a minute. We got to buy different stock for outside? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. thank you. We um, shall stay you know, inside. lighting, right? So, like, it, you have to shoot at different times of day. Like, all of that stuff increases your budget so yeah that kind of makes sense uh to me but at the same time it never really feels like a super low budget movie at all because of where they're shooting and how they're shooting the things that they have access to it doesn't feel like you're you're watching something that is you know kind of a a lower grade quality because the production value that is there is very high well, I think a lot of that goes to just the kind of low-key set design, right? There's nothing super over the top about any of the crazy, like, scientific laboratory equipment, anything like that. Um, it's basically green goo in a uh, syringe for most of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, just dumping money at, at really good special effects. You know, uh, I think Joe Bob mentioned this. I did watch this one on Shutter with him uh more recently um but uh i think he said this that they use like uh 24 gallons of blood in this movie yeah that was one of the that was one of the driving statistics yeah yeah uh which is an insane amount of fake <laughs> like like most uh most horror movies go through like maybe a few gallons yeah uh 
up to five. I think uh, Rick Baker on his WTF interview was talking about um, how he had used 10 gallons on something. Um, but 24 gallons of fake blood is a shit ton of fake blood to go through. Uh, so, you know, it's a very gory movie. It's also quite funny. We haven't really talked about the fact that this is a comedy. Yeah, there's a ton of humor in it. And it's like, you know, what if they did? Because for all intents and purposes, this is a Frankenstein story. Yeah, very loosely based on a Lovecraft uh, short story. Like pretty, well, extremely loosely based. (laughs) (laughs) It basically takes the idea uh, of of reanimating corpses and a guy named Dr. Herbert West and then goes from there. Slap a bow on it. We're done. That's all you need to know. We got. We'll fill in the rest of the gaps. Don't you yeah. worry, none. Oh, this this story is not about like zombies and zombie heads. Well, guess what? Now it is. Eh, listen, we got our own ideas here, and I'll be best if you just mind your own business. Thank you. Lovecraft's right. dead, so what does he care? <laughs> hey, what's what's he gonna do? Call you up and be like, Stuart? That's no good. That's a good Lovecraft impression. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't throw enough uh, like expletives about uh, Jewish people. Or <laughs> yeah. Are we all just gonna ignore a lot of his racism? Yeah, fair. <laughs> it's a fair argument to be had. Uh, anyway, but it um, listen. It started off Stuart Gordon's career in in a fantastic way, and and uh, honestly, for the majority of this cast, uh, you know, really, honestly, save for Bruce Abbott, who didn't really go on to have you know as big a career as as the other folks in this film had. But at the same time, too, especially when you're going up against these guys, it's so tough to get any kind of footing in there, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, like. Yeah, it's just weird. You know, I think sometimes people uh, just kind of fade away for no reason. Uh, Bruce Abbott, very good in this movie. He yeah. comes back the sequels too, right? Bride, I think. Um, I think Crampton's the only one that's in all of them, if I'm not wrong. I could be. I think that's right. Um, but yeah, he, you know, Bruce Abbott went and did like a lot of TV uh, after this. Um, so he didn't disappear. He just got like lower profile work. He did a lot of, uh, you know, uh, sub Canon films, Canon films, rip off uh, stuff <laughs> in the late eighties. Um, I'll you say, know, I hear so, you're working for Canon films. Well, not exactly Canon. Yeah. Like, Ooh, yeah. Better than Canon. Well, not exactly. It's actually Channon films. It's got a, an H in there. Uh, Channon films. It was easy to rip um, off, so we just chose that, and it's, it's fine. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so Stuart Gordon uh, really knocked it out of the park with his first go. His second one, also very good, by the way, should mention that, From Beyond, mm-hmm. is bar none uh, one of the best Lovecraft adaptations uh, that will ever be made. And it's really creepy and has really amazing special effects and an actual budget that time. Um, so if you come across uh, that movie, it is well worth checking out as well uh, from beyond. Speaking so. of which, uh, with the uh, kind of Lovecraft and all that kind of good stuff, did you uh, did you see Color Out of Space? I'm watching it this week. Oh, so, uh, so we'll we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about, about that because I picked that up on Blu-ray. So we'll we'll uh, we'll review that not too awful long. So uh, stay tuned for all that kind of good stuff. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Matt, where can we follow you on the interwebs? Uh, why don't you give me a follow on Instagram? It's at 
Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Uh, there you'll find fun stuff. If you want uh, whatever I'm doing, uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at Matt Boyd Smith, no underscores. Um, you know, mostly I'm pretty chill over there, and mostly I'm just retweeting things, but sometimes I... Uh, I, I get a little pissed off. <laughs> uh, if you haven't, please check out uh, Hero Movie Podcast. As uh, Every single week we review a superhero movie or television show and, of course, relate it back one-to-one with Sylvester Stallone, as always. Uh, we also have Mandalorian 30 Questions. If you enjoyed the Mandalorian program on Disney+, Plus, uh, we have an episode for all of those out there as well, including the uh, Watchmen. Watchmen, we uh, had the Redford administration, if you want to check that out. We talk about, thank God that's only one season, uh, because it, it, it ended so well. Just such a fantastic show. So if you want some uh, lovely companion pieces to that, go check out the Redford administration. And... Uh, Oh, uh, fucking Clone Wars 30 questions. So uh, we've got that out as well. Uh, we're reviewing the seventh season of uh, Clone Wars on Disney+, Plus, so that's available. And we've got, I'm telling you, uh, like the time off has just done nothing but give you more things to do. Uh, we're going to be coming up with another show that involves 30 questions about anything. And uh, I think Matt will probably end up being a... a uh, so on that epi- on on some of those episodes at some point because uh, it's a little bit different than uh, some of the other things that we've been doing. So I don't know I don't know if it's going to be out by the time that this podcast lands, but uh, do check that out when we do, and uh, you'll hear me talking about it more. So that's it, everybody. Uh, join us next time when we're talking about more stuff because uh, you know we're all quarantined here, man. We got to do something, so uh, we will do that, and uh, see you guys and gals next time. See you guys. Oh